Hello and welcome to this edition of Stockhead Rock Talks. I'm your host, Peter Strachan, and today we're looking at the Lachlan Fog Belt and the recent activity of many smaller companies that have some great success. Uh, the first of our panellists today is the Chief Executive Officer of Sky Metals, uh, Mark Arundel, and we're also joined by uh, Peloton Capital's Nick Downs, whose uh, company is a stockbroker in the area and has been very active uh, supporting some of the companies who've moved into the uh, region. So welcome uh, to the Stockhead Talks uh, today, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Um, the Lachlan Fold Belt has been a, um, a major but rather quiet achiever in Australia. It's on the eastern side of the state and most people think of mining as being sort of in Western Australia or in the Northern Territory. Uh, but the Lachlan Fold Belt uh, is between sort of the southern part of New South of uh, Queensland uh, through uh, Dubbo and down through eastern uh, Victoria and right down into the northeastern part of uh, Tasmania. And there have been some major uh, discoveries in that area. Uh, the Allura, uh, now CSA uh, copper mine, the Woodlawn mine. Uh, more recently, we've had uh, Peel Mining making discoveries at Mallee Bull and at uh, Southern Knights. Um, we've had uh, Alpine in that region for many uh, years uh, producing gold at Tomingley and also more recently making this uh, massive uh, Boda discovery, which looks like a Cadia a Ridgeway uh, analogy, a big um, porphyry copper gold system. And Cadia Ridgeway, just for scale, it's about a 2.2 billion tonne mineralisation, uh, quite low grades of copper and gold, but in total about 10 million tonnes of copper and 40 million ounces of gold and very low cost uh, producer because of the bulk mining methods they use there. So um, the recent discoveries in the basin, in, in the whole fold belt, which is a, formed about 90, over 90 million years prior to 340 million years ago. Uh, those sediments that were formed in that region were faulted and folded, a lot of tectonic activity, and then a lot of intrusions of mineralization fluids through uh, lots of magmatic activity. So styles of mineralization are variable. And uh, as I said, base metals, uh, copper gold, copper gold, silver, and more recently we're seeing just these high-grade uh, gold in sections coming through. And I think, uh, Nick, uh, your uh, company has been uh, forefront in terms of acknowledging the activity there and seeking uh, to place investors in uh, favourable spots. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, it, it has been. And um, it's been an area we've always been very interested in uh, for a long time and geologically. And, and it's been quite a, historically, obviously, it's, it's, it really has been overshadowed really by, by the eastern goldfields of Western Australia as far as um, market sentiment. But I think in recent months, if not the last year or so, it, it's, it has, it's really emerged in in, in an investor's perception as being uh, as being the world class um, mining province that, that it deserves to be, and it always has been. That's right. It was uh, really catapulting uh, Newcrest into the uh, the scheme of things, and certainly uh, saved Newcrest's uh, bacon. Um, 
So, Mark, uh, you've spent uh, almost an entire career working in this basin. What is it that you like about the basin? And, and your company now, Sky Metals, has uh, made a recent foray and has had really early success. Can you tell us what drew you to the basin and, and how this uh, success has come about? Um, yeah, thanks, Peter. Well, as you mentioned, um, I've been involved in uh, exploration in New South Wales for quite a period of time. Uh, first came up here in 1988 with uh, Renison Goldfields uh, Consolidated and uh, was working on the Lucky Draw project and subsequently worked through quite a lot of the eastern Ordovician belts um, at that time and was around when Cadia was discovered and uh, had the misfortune of having our drill rig stolen by Newcrest at the time, which held us up a little bit with the work we were doing at Savala at the time. Um, with respect to Sky, I joined Sky at the end of January this year, just after they'd been doing some drilling on the Colourin project. And pretty much what it attracted me to the project was the a little bit of annoyance um, that I'd never known that the Colourin project actually existed and also um, how impressive the actual historical gold grades were out of some of the drilling that was done in the area. The uh, Colour and Gold project is located about 20 k's west of Goulburn in New South. Uh, it's a gold project where some of the historic drilling from the mid-1980s had intersected up to 150 metres at about a gram, including intersections of 15 metres at 5 grams in some of the drill holes. In December, January, Sky did a, like a confirmation program to follow up some of those historical intersections and uh, significantly upgraded the potential of the project intersecting 93 metres at just over four grams in one of the holes, including 14 metres at 20. That's a pretty significant uh, hit. Is this a sort of porphyry style? I mean, it's very high grade for porphyry, or is it more the sort of sediment-hosted uh, mineralisation, the sort of thing that uh, Alkane is seeing over at Tomingley? It's, it's probably a little bit different to both of those. It's, it's actually in the same belt of rocks that hosts the woodlawn deposit, the uh, lead zinc uh, deposit that's uh, um, owned by Heron. Uh, we see it as more akin to uh, McPhillamy's, which is owned by Regis Resources, which is located about 200 kilometres further to the north in a very similar stratigraphic and structural setting. So. We see it more probably as a volcanic-hosted, massive sulphide-related type deposit at this stage. Um, else with yeah, gold, any silver or copper? Uh, we're seeing a bit of silver in places, uh, some low-level uh, copper, um, and also a bit of uh, lead zinc uh, around as well. And the zinc is something that you do see at McPhillamy's. Here we go. So thanks, Mark. Uh, I'll get into the more detail on Sky in a moment, but I just wanted to cross over to Nick and see what he's seeing from his investor group at uh, Peloton and whether they're uh, all, uh, you know, excited by the recent discoveries uh, by Sky and by the um, uh, Alkane and others, uh, certainly uh, both at Boda and at uh, Timingly, and whether that's uh, causing more interest to come into the market yeah yeah certainly there's, there's a huge amount of interest I, I think as far as a as far as an area within the uh, the whole australian mining and particularly gold uh sector currently i would i'd argue that the lachlan fold belt is, is probably the number one as far as market sentiment for exploration um now um 
clearly, I think, yeah, with both those two discoveries, um, uh, Boda, you know, is, is obviously showing itself to, to look very much like, a, as you say, a Ridgeway. Um, and with, with, the under, with investors understanding that there are multiple majors uh, taking ground, that have taken uh, ground positions in the area, that realistically um, there's going to be down the track some big, uh, in all likelihood, some big corporate action in that regard. I think um, uh, in many respects, Sky's absolutely um, mind-blowing because it's it's so near surface it's and it's at a higher grade. So for a junior, um, uh, if we can, if, if Mark and the team can uh, maintain this current trajectory we could be looking at a very very large um this is a market perspective of course a, you know a very large discovery um that that for a junior um offers huge huge leverage in, in share price so we're seeing the same sort of thing in the southern pilbara and where i think you've been quoted as saying that if you go to the gold fields in western australia there are literally hundreds of companies to choose from you go to the southern pilbara and there's like a dozen and the same sort of thing in lock and fold belt there's sort of 10 or 12 companies uh to choose from so the the you know there's not so much you know, not going to spread your money so much amongst 200 companies. You've really got uh, 10 or 12 to choose from. That, that's right. That's right. And also, um, I think uh, the real appeal there is that for a long time, people have been looking for those porphyries uh, and juniors have been looking for those, those porphyries uh, and with limited success uh, and with limited funds available from a marketplace that's fairly uh, about how far, you, how how much actual exploration you can get done um, before, because because of the natural expense of finding a, a big porphyry, Sky's turned I think the model on its head by by really um, looking at the McPhillamy's discovery, um, which is I, I think I think it's fair to say that has been looked had been seen fairly much as an anomaly within within the region, um, and and looking for similar signatures. Um, and have have since come across uh, obviously what in in colour and what appear to be a, a company maker. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's interesting to reflect that McPhillamy's was actually discovered by Alkane, and they realised they had a you know a tiger by the tail or you know an elephant by the tail. And what could they do with a small balance sheet? And it was sold on, and now Regis owns it and looks after it. And I think your uh, talk about corporate action is is very valid because even today we saw independence some of these companies like independence group oz minerals sandfire resources they're all got very strong balance sheets lots of cash and they're a bit like you know children in a in a uh, cookie store today because uh independence group is uh, supporting a new uh, new century zinc with its 51 million dollar capital raising today so some of these companies with cash in the bank are not uh, scared to actually uh, put it into opportunities when the price is right. So maybe Lachlan Foldbuild is the next area where we will see more merger and acquisition activity. Nick? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think that that's what our, our client base is largely betting on um, as, as far as that uh, corporate action goes. Uh, but I guess in the, in the nearer term, I think uh, they're really betting on just further exploration success and, and that natural organic um, price appreciation that we've been getting of late in, in these companies.
So, Mark, your, your company's got a market cap of about 72 million. What sort of uh, cash do you have to, to continue the work uh, going forward? And what's your plan then over the next uh, you know, six to 12 months there? Uh, sure, Peter. Uh, well, recently we've done a capital raise and raised 10 million. So, we've got about 11.5 in the bank at the moment. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started up a follow-up diamond drilling program at the Hume Prospect within Cullerin, where we had that high-grade intersection. Uh, we've completed two drill holes of probably a six to eight hole program at this stage. The uh, first 250-odd metres of the first hole is already at the assay lab. So probably in the next uh, three to four weeks, we'll have a bit of an indication of... Um, uh, the size maybe, or the initial size of what the prospect at um, Hume is actually uh, going to be. But um, yeah, we, uh, beyond that, you know, we've got another project in the same area uh, that we call Hamilton. It's uh, similar to Hume, it's about a 3K strike length. Uh, there's not one sample as far as we can ascertain where someone's analysed for gold on it previously. Um, so we've actually got a crew out there at the moment doing some soil sampling and just doing something basic like some geological mapping and rock sampling on that area as well. So where the Hume Prospect actually is, is actually part of a four kilometre long zone of um, what we consider to be the perspective horizon that contains the mineralisation that we're actually looking for. And um, we've recently completed geological mapping of that. We've still got quite a bit of... Um, basic, if you like, stick out of the ground type work of soil sampling over the rest of that to evaluate the initial potential of that for gold. Point out. We're going to see some uh, soil geochemistries coming through and also some drilling results over the next uh, you know, three to four weeks from Sky. Uh, yep, and ongoing. I mean, with the idea with the drilling program, what, once we've finished on the Colorin project, we've got two other projects, uh, Kengi Era, which is about uh, halfway between Yass and Burua, so um, about 50k, 60k to the west of where we're operating at Colouring. Uh, we've got a three-hole diamond drill program um, proposed for that. And uh, then there's another prospect to the south of that called Caledonia that we intend to drill as well. Uh, and that hopefully will give us uh, a bit of hi hiatus time so that we can get all the results back from colouring of this program so we can actually uh, delineate what we need to do as part of a phase two or potentially resource definition drilling program once, um, yeah, once we've got the, the good thing about colouring. The good thing, thing about colouring as well is, well is that you're really, really a very, very close, close driving, driving distance. distance yeah. So, so great, great look, look for, uh, the for the infrastructure and power and, power and, so, and so, so forth. It's uh, interesting that uh, some people have criticised us on the the proximity of uh, the Hume Freeway to our project, but um, having worked in a number of what I would call bongo bongo countries over the years, people would uh, crawl over broken glass to have that sort of uh, infrastructure applied <laughs> to a project. Yeah, and Alcane has the Newell Highway, it basically runs right over the top of their gold deposits. Who knew? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, I can remember driving from um, Kalgoorlie to Waluna once and thinking that prospecting in WA was very easy because all the gold mines were beside the side of the road. So um, yeah, maybe there is in the correlations. So, Nick, um, what's uh, happening at Peloton over the next uh, six months? So you've got the, uh, uh, the pandemic to deal with, but uh, clients are still looking for opportunities in the Lachlan Fold Belt. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, obviously, in, in, in this massive uncertainty that we're 
that that we're all dealing with at the moment. Um, gold is is front and centre. Um, that's not likely. Our belief is that's not really likely to change in in, in light of the you know the quantitative easing and uh, that's going on uh, by by central banks now all over the country to try and keep things keep things going. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it, there, there is good interest. I think uh, the the real, you know, obviously there's a lot of uncertainty still there, but uh, gold seen particularly is a fairly safe bet. So we are looking at a uh, still still getting a lot of uh, interest for gold opportunities, um, and yeah, there is still money available in that regard. Um, yeah, we've 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 got a few things going on, which um, which which I believe. We'll, uh, you know, we'll keep us going through 2020. So, um, you know, cautiously, cautiously yeah, optimistic yeah. that everything is, everything will, uh, will, will be okay. There's a, um, yeah, or, or be it everyone working remotely. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, Nick, I think that's a good uh, point to end. Um, it's interesting that uh, economies around the world, nations around the world, central banks around the world are intent on debasing their currencies by just printing money. And there's no doubt that uh, gold has benefited from that. And it's certainly up to $300 an ounce just in the last three months or so. And, yeah, it's unlikely, I think, uh, to weaken back uh, while all ever of this uh, quantitative easing, as you say, or money printing is actually going on. So uh, we wish you both uh, very well at Stockhead. And I think uh, that the uh, Stock Talks is going to be very interested to see how uh, Sky uh, continues with its work at Colour and, and, and the other projects over the next six to 12 months. So thanks very much, uh, Mark and uh, Nick, for joining us today.